AFS Viewfinders podcast is designed to deepen and broaden appreciation of film. Brought to you by the Austin Film Society and hosted by our programmers and friends. Hi there, my name is Lars Nilsson from AFS, Austin Film Society. And um, I'm about to kick off a series that we're going to do centered around Vulcan Video. Vulcan Video here in Austin just closed. It's a video rental um, outlet. It started out... Uh, is one store. It grew to as many as I think maybe four stores. Um, eventually went down to another store and then just recently went out of business. Now, nobody's surprised in the year 2020. Is that what year it is? Um, when a video store goes out of business, it's kind of the writings on the wall. It's been on the wall for 20 years, probably. Um, but Vulcan was something really special. So none of us are, are saying... Um, the sky is falling, the world's over because Vulcan Video is closed. But let's take a moment to kind of commemorate everything that this video store was for this town in Austin. It was a really special place. Um, I know for us at Austin Film Society, film culture is a really important thing. Um, and it's hard to describe what film culture exactly is. Um, culture is a thing that's really not top-down. Um, usually organizations that try to create culture aren't really able to create culture in a way that feels uh, truly sort of vivid and honest to the moment and to the place and time. Culture more tends to be sort of a ground-up phenomenon, a grassroots phenomenon, if you will. And I think that that's what you saw at Vulcan Video. Vulcan Video was really the sort of soil that brought those grassroots of culture to the surface. Um, and at AFS, what we're really trying to do is sort of perpetuate culture um, in that way. So we realize we can't be a top-down cultural organization. So um, we try to sort of emulate the grassroots organizations with our AFS cinema by supporting artists. And sometimes that means just like putting money in their pockets or buying them a plane ticket so they can fly to a film festival. Um, we sort of do see the perpetuation of film culture as being a tricky matter, um, a more poetry than science. Um, and so celebrating Vulcan video uh, is a part of that because we have studied what they do for culture. We have all um, benefited a great deal from what Vulcan video and the great people who worked at Vulcan video have done for culture. In this series, you're going to hear from the great people of Vulcan Video. Um, these are the people who worked at Vulcan Video. Um, some of them have multiple degrees. Some of them are bums. Um, all of them have been drawn to this by a particular sort of love of movies. And I would also say a particular sort of love of sharing and curation. And you'll see that um, with everybody. Um, we talked to a wide sort of swath of different... Um, this is sort of like Star Trek Generations, or it's sort of like the many different casts of Saturday Night Live, let's say. So you'll have, um, we'll talk to some folks that are back in the, I don't know if we'll talk to anybody that's back in the uh, sort of John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd cast, but we talk to people that are back in like, let's say, the Dana Carvey cast of uh, Vulcan Video. And then we move forward and talk to people that are in the whatever, Pete Davidson cast of, um, uh, of Vulcan Video currently. And then people that are sort of the, um, like Max Pozderak, that, that sort of straddle the different sort of casts of Vulcan Video. Um, 
a lot of the stories are raw. There's going to be profanity. There's going to be recounting of, um, uh, you know, drinking binges and so forth. Um, we hope it's fun. Uh, we also hope that it sort of conveys sort of some of the shagginess or spikiness or messiness um, that so often accompanies culture. Because I think that all of those things are things that you have in culture. Culture does not have clean lines, generally. Um, and at AFS, we know that. Um, we don't try to give you clean lines or um, steady cameras often. So uh, th this is kind of... Uh, the medium is the message in a lot of ways. And of course, we're doing this during the COVID-19 crisis. Um, look it up. If you're watching this from the future and you have no idea what that is, look it up. It was amazing. It was crazy. Um, and that's, that's when we're doing this. So that's why everybody has sent in videos um, from their homes. I hope you guys enjoy this, uh, this series that we're putting out. Um, if nobody watches this, I'll probably just edit a bunch of them together and just dump them all at once. But if you guys are enjoying this, I'll try to put them out like oh, maybe once a week, um, edit together uh, different little videos on different aspects of the Vulcan experience and in fact the uh, universal human experience. I hope you guys enjoy this very much and thanks so much to everybody who ever pulled a shift or covered a shift or anything at Vulcan Video. Thank you. Uh, probably the funniest part was when you had to have a straight face when you type in a person's account and have it pull up because we had a box for customer notes that people had, you know, for us, we had to read before actually checking them out because it would have information about like, let's say they were really, really horrible. They would have information in there about it. Um, some had like long stories between Vulcans, like Vulcan would like, one Vulcan would write like a sentence the next Vulcan would write another sentence and it would just like continue down. I think though <laughs> one time I was called out on it because this really terrible customer came in and uh, just known for being like really, really bad uh, and rude and uh, pulled up her account and it was like a book. And so I just like sitting there reading. She's like, what's taking so long? I'm just like, it just it was obvious I was reading something so I just had to play it off I'm like mm. but um so a lot of a lot of information was passed around within the internal system so Vulcans were able to communicate with each other about particular people especially if they were terrible I think those were the the most fun but also also all the wonderful people too so if you were known to be like the sweetest person in the world you probably got a lot of free rentals because you got a lot of people going, oh, you know what, I'm gonna delete this cost for you. All right, have a nice day. So now we had kind of both worlds and I think that's typical for any, any retail system or retail job. So our customer notes were probably my favorite thing about that store um, that all ranged from uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, from, from again, board and, and creative employees writing things like, my favorite one was you just pulled it up and it's this guy and his customer notes were just in all caps, I'm dying for you to fuck off. Uh, other ones said things like, uh, I like your boyfriend's cookie duster, Juno. Um, and I think, again, those kind of things that caps encapsulated this sort of attitude and spirit of Vulcan video. There's a there's the nickname or codename system in the point of sale software at Vulcan. 
I wish I could go back and, and look through again. There's a lot of nicknames. My two favorites were actually the two Turtle Men. There's Turtle Man and one, the other one's like, I don't know, Turtle Man 2 or something. One of the Turtle man, Men, they both look like turtles. One of them knows he's a turtle and he likes it. He wears turtlenecks and he has a baseball cap that says turtle on it. And I don't know if he had it made or if he procured it some other way. The other turtle man looks more like a turtle, physically, but he does not seem happy about it. He even had a pointed upper lip like a turtle. Um, he did not embrace his turtleness, even though he was much more turtley. I'll never forget the time that a uh, friend of the store, Zach, Zach Carlson, who some of you might know, uh, came in looking for recommendations. Another customer in the store who was uh, particular kind of weirdo we'll just go ahead and say it uh said he should watch pedro almodovar's the skin i live in which he had just seen and starts to describe it to zach and zach says hey well no no spoilers and the guy says like oh it's not a spoiler and then proceeds to describe in detail the whole plot of the movie zach rents the movie comes back uh, says hey that guy told me the whole movie what's up with that guy the answer is we don't know I remember there was one time where we were watching Big Trouble in Little China in the store I may or may not have been working with Neil Cook at the time um, but we were watching Big Trouble in Little China and this couple walks up and uh, she says to her girlfriend like oh what's this and she goes, and the one goes like, oh, it's this dumb 80s movie. And I look at what they're running, and it's Joanna Man. And, uh, you know, if you want to watch Joanna Man, cool. There's definitely a time and a place. But uh, not, maybe not, not the best, you know, thing to be renting to throw a John Carpenter film under the bus. Because we would have customers who just would hang out for way too long. Sometimes it was really annoying. And they would leave because uh, they wanted to hang out and talk. Um, or they would just rent the movie we put on every time, which is very annoying because it's probably the only copy we had. And we were really excited about watching whatever we were going to watch. My favorite Vulcan memory was one night at the Central Store, Eagle Pinnell. The guy who made Last Night at the Alamo showed up. He was completely wasted. He had been drinking down the street at Hole in the Wall with a bunch of guys. And... He decided that he wanted to show them his movie because none of them had seen this movie because nearly no one has seen Last Night at the Alamo. And so he showed up to rent his VHS of his own movie at Falcon. Um, very, very drunk. I started getting him set up with an account so that he could rent the movie and he did not have a photo ID. He didn't have an address. He didn't have a phone number that he could give us. He spent 20 minutes trying to convince me that he could give me the DP from Slacker's phone number and that the DP from Slacker would vouch for him as, as, as a person who could keep track of a videotape for any amount of time. He didn't have money. He tried to um, insist that we take what he said was money and it was an extra large, super long uh, dollar bill with Republic of Texas written on one side. And when you turned it over, it was a notepad. Um, 
So he pushed that across the counter to us at one point and said, just take my money. And then he grabbed his videotape and he ran out of the store before anyone who was behind the counter could stop him, ran down the street. One of our regulars followed him down the street. Eagle Pinnell apparently turned around at one point and chucked the video at the guy's face. So the guy brought it back to us. And the next week, our manager, Mitch Abney, wrote Eagle Pinnell a letter on the Republic of Texas uh, dollar bill saying you're never welcome back in the store. Vulcan video. Um, one night, it was myself, Hunter, and Austin all working the 29th store. And uh, it was kind of a slow, it was a slow Friday or Saturday night. It was pretty quiet for, for that day. And um, there was this guy over in the music section. So the music section in the 29th store was like over on a far wall. And on the opposite side of it was the porn section. So you had music wall and porn. <laughs> and so he was, there's this guy and he was just like standing in the music section. We were like, eh, he's probably just like checking out the porn. What's he doing? And just, he was there for a while. So I just like was putting up returns and uh, go look around the corner and the guy's just like staring at the music wall. I'm like, do you need help? He's like, where's my freedom rock? He's like, you're, you're what? <laughs> He's like, where's my, I, you don't have freedom rock. Where's your freedom rock? I'm like, this is a video store. This is a, not a music store. It's a video store. You don't have, you need freedom rock. He just like, flipped out and he was clearly a bum so he stank to high hell it was ooh, the smell was terrible and he just started really freaking out because I I like was like it's a video store and we don't have your freedom rock um so I was like uh, so he was freaking out and I said okay can you I think you need to leave and the moment I said that it was like I flipped some switch in this guy's brain and he just started rampaging so suddenly he's like you can't tell me to leave he starts taking off his shirt i was like oh god and hunter is like coming over he's like you need to leave like he's hunter's very like quiet and shy and, and very soft spoken so he came over he's like you need to leave like you need to go and the guy was just not having it so he's he was freaking out running around the store and we realized okay this guy's too much that we can handle we're gonna need to call the cops so uh, Hunter picks up the phone to start calling the cops. The guy notices that Hunter's going to grab the phone and then starts dialing. And he starts like throwing things around. He throws his, his, his balled up shirt of stanky bum sweat and like throws it into my face, smacks me like in my head. Austin like runs to the back. He's like, oh shit. And then Hunter's like trying to hide in the back with the phone, like trying to tell the cops to come. And we're trying to handle this guy and he just starts pushing over all of the, the computer to monitors. He just sma smashes them on the floor, pushes over the, the video stands and they just go down like dominoes, like boom, boom, boom. So <laughs> the store is being literally turned upside down by this, by this drunk bum for his, because he wanted his freedom rock. And we just, we're doing our best, like Hunter and myself and, and Austin, we're trying to handle this guy and we couldn't so we we're like almost trying to like leer like lure him outside and finally he goes outside and we run up and like lock the door and so while hunter's still on the, the phone with this drunk bum freedom rock bum whatever 
he, he like starts coming up to the windows and like like slamming on them and freaking out and we're just like holy shit what, this guy's on like meth what the fuck um but the pop the, the cops finally came and it just after this guy like got out and got arrested and everything we just turned around to look at the store and it was like a tornado had gone through i uh, it was an experience and that story because of all of that uh, ended up in the Austin Chronicle uh, as like a story about how uh, occupational hazards working with <laughs> working at Vulcan. Um, but the funny thing is, is that they combined Hunter and I as one person in the original story. So it was like Hunter Danica. <laughs> so Hunter Danica handled the bum in an amazing way. And uh, yeah, it just, it was uh, probably the most traumatic thing that happened uh, for myself at the 29th store, but yeah.